1: Welcome to Signal Boost, this is Jess McIntosh. I am here with my partner in feminism, Zerlina Maxwell, and we are joined by an icon. So I I don't even know how to do this introduction. I mean, she's starring in the new free forum show, Single Drunk Female, which premiered Thursday, January 20th. It is fantastic. But aside from that, she's freaking Ali Sheedy. (laughs) So thank you (laughs) so much for being here, also for giving us the wealth of work that we have based our entire personalities on throughout our lives. Welcome. It's thank you, to Jess. Like to talk to you thank you
2: Zerlina. I'm thrilled to be here. I really That's appreciate that intro. It. Thank you.
0: It's yeah. a perfect way to put it, informed our personalities. I mean, I think about that a lot now, the the, the characters in the movies and, and the portrayals that informed how I am now, that is absolutely true. 80s and 90s movies, I am who I am because of like, Fed <laughs> <laughs> breakfast club. I am.
1: Right. Like, and our, well, our options were do. <laughs> <laughs> our options were so narrow when we were growing up watching that stuff. And I feel like every time you showed up, you showed us a different way of being as a girl or a woman, other than the like very prescriptive little boxes that we were given when we were kids in the 80s and 90s. It's like, or or you could be Ali Sheedy.
2: Did, oh, my gosh. <laughs> were you aware
1: when that was happening? Because, like, you've gone and done it again with this project. But, like, were you aware when that was happening that, that you were the alternative for so many younger girls out there? Like, not sure how they were going to fit into the culture? Um, I,
2: I didn't. No, I didn't. I, I the, the, um, that role came along and I fell in love with that role. I just wanted to do that film so much um and i had no idea i knew when we were filming it was the first time i felt trusted by a director um i i, I loved what i got to do uh, i loved what i got to wear i loved being with that cast i felt like i just had more freedom than i had experienced up to that point but none of us had any idea the movie was going to be so successful and have such a long life there was no way to define that. a generation if you will <laughs>
0: Okay, that, yeah, no, I had no idea. But, but it's like, I think one of the cool things to think about in this moment is the ways in which it shows up in other parts of culture, right? It became a part of the zeitgeist as opposed to just like a cult classic. Like it became something that shows up, whether it be through the songs or references um, in newer comedies that are set with kids of this generation. So I feel like that's what makes it unique because Um, there are so few things you can think about in the past where art was created that new generations are rediscovering. Do you find that people who are too young to have been, you know, old enough to remember your earlier work are coming up to you now and appreciating that because they're rediscovering it, whether it be, oh, you know, I watched you know, to all the boys. And I'm like, what are all these references to The Breakfast Club? I've never seen that. And then they watch it and then they're obsessed with you. Like all of us were. <laughs>
2: People, um, two things. One, when my son was in uh, high school, um, the some of his friends, when I would come and meet him or middle, middle school into high school, when I would be at the school, would come up and tell me he had not seen the movie at that point, but they would tell me they love Breakfast Club. And I was shocked that this whole that generation was actually watching the movie that was the first time that i that even occurred that i even had any understanding that that was what was going on and then now when i get to do things like this do interviews or interact with the kids in in the class that I teach that that's when it comes to me that that movie has had such a long life and people have um such unique responses to it, but they always bring it up. So it touches something, it touches some chords somewhere, but yeah, it is it is kind of amazing decades later.
1: I and mean, there's still that response. It, it, it's, it's, partly, it's partly the story, but it's partly your performance. And I think that getting to Single Drunk Female, I feel like it's one of those stories where the performances are so good and so compelling. And I don't think that I have seen that many messy complicated women on screen together in a, a 20 minute an episode show that's that's funny and light and it's serious but you're also good, you're laughing while you're watching it and i just wanted to ask like what does it feel like when you approach a project like that when you know you're going to be directed by a, a woman who who cares about the story lived the story when you know you're going to be working with other women telling telling really messy stories. Like what does it feel like to approach a project like that? Well, this was, this
2: was a dream. I, the, I, it was just the pilot script when the show came along. Um, but it, the writing, I love the writing. Um, and Simone Finch, whose story it is, and who was uh, one of the producers on it and was basically in charge of, of all the scripts and everything that happened, um, it, Simone's writing and who she is is—it's exactly what I was looking for for such a long time. This is exactly who I want to be working with. Um, and then the other women on the project is Leslie Headland, it's Jenny Connor, and Daisy Gardner came on. So it was the project was all of these women, and they are all creative, super intellectual, messy women, and that's in the scripts and with the cast. And so you know, just with the pilot, I was in love with Carol and with Sophia instantly. But then as we were working on the show and the scripts kept coming like that, they didn't, nobody tried to change the show in the middle yeah. of it, There, it was that. And they had a writer's room that doesn't look like most writer's rooms, yeah. um, which also had everything to do with the way that the show developed. It's
0: such a cool thought to think about um what we see on screen is born out of the creators and mm-hmm. so often as you said the creators you know they looked a certain way all throughout the history of all of art um and then in this moment we're, we're leaning into you know telling our own stories right and 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 taking up space um in the writer's room and having you know all women writers remember all people of color, you know, and and trying to get away from the traditional model, it feels like there's more art. How does that that impact the truth that you're telling? Because the truth of the story that you're telling is one about recovery and that is messy. And often we see that whether it be, I don't know, in a Law and Order episode or something that is more serious and dramatic, but there is humor in, in addiction and recovery. Um, how did you find sort of that truth to tell and still make it funny? Well, the, okay, generally
2: in the broader sense, um, all of the stories that you're seeing on screen are coming from the inside out with these writers, right? This isn't, you know, there isn't a white man sitting over there trying to write this stuff. That's not what the writer's room was. So. Uh, there's all this writing and all of these characters are coming from a particular different points of view and different life experiences so that's why there's so much richness to the script again I haven't seen it yet you uh, y'all have seen the show and I haven't even seen it yet but I'm just speaking from the writing so there was that and then Carol was just uh, Carol is a is a dream of a character yeah Uh, you know and I know that she's based on Simone's mother um but there's so much. Uh, <laughs> there, there's so much from from the the writers writing the story are writing from their own points of view as daughters, right? And then the, so, the ones who are mothers from their points of view as mothers. Do you know what I mean? Or writing about their mother or how they mother or it's ju- it's it's the juiciest thing in the world, of course. And I kept getting these scripts, thinking, oh, do you know? Yes. <laughs> yes exactly exactly all of it was ringing true for me all, all the way through the whole show um so that was wonderful um and I uh, again I felt really trusted by everybody I felt like I got to mess around with Carol and I just pretty madly in love with Sophia um so She's that so
1: great. took it all to another level. Yeah, she's great. I, I loved she's her really on The great. Mick. I was really into that show when The Mick was running and I was so happy to see her get something that was like equally weird and not like, like she's the, you know, she's the protagonist of the show, but it's not an ingenue role for yeah. a young woman who certainly looks like she could be, you know, playing ingenue roles. Watching Carol, I felt like I, one, I lost you entirely. Like I forgot I was watching Ally Sheedy. Yeah. Which is not, a normal experience for me I'm aware of your presence um I forgot I'm watching Ali Sheedy I felt like I knew her like I felt like this was somebody that I knew I couldn't quite put my finger it was a little my mom but not quite my mom but I felt like I knew this person right. Was she was she someone specific for you you have one of the hardest jobs on the show like you get you you're one of the ones that has to be a little unlikable sometimes Yes. Yeah. like well, I mean,
2: I, you know, the, the 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 recovery, so this this the story is not about, you know, the 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 story is not the story of somebody drinking, drinking, doing drugs, blah, 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 blah. And then you get to the end of the story and boom, you know, now they're into spray. That's not the story at all. The story it picks up right at the end of the drinking. And now Sophia's character, Sam, has to figure out how to live without alcohol, um, which is messy, which is funny. Um, and so you know, also in that writer's room that there's different points of view going on, right? So my thing with Carol is how do I deal with this kid, period, but also this kid who, who is she? I mean, what is she now? She stopped drinking and suddenly she's going to become somebody else. We don't have a great history with each other. So I don't trust it. Got to wait and see. I don't, I don't like the preciousness of the whole recovery program. That's just part of Carol's story. Um, And I like that because it's, it's true for that character, but it's also another, another, There's another way into looking at the recovery process through Carol's eyes, Um, and I'm I'm completely going off on a tangent. Tell me the rest of the question that I can address.
1: (laughs) Oh, just did you did you draw from somebody specific for her as you were creating? There's a lot of
2: me as as a mom in that character. There's a lot of my mother in that character, and there's some other mothers in that character. So yes, these were all coming from true. Uh, places Uh, it's not all just one person that it's she's got there's a lot of different pieces of parallel that come from different places uh which is fun because you never know what's going to come bubbling up you know some remember somebody and think oh god right I remember hearing that you know what I mean and it just kind of it influences the the character development
0: one of the things I um I love as well is uh the exploration of somebody who and I think about this a lot because you know, we live in a time where people have sort of multiple lives, right? You have, um, if, whether or not you were, you're married and divorced or you know, you, your husband passes away or you move on um, you know, to something new and bigger and better. And I, I do believe in sort of the truth of life. Life comes sort of in phases and it's like, okay to move away from one thing and onto another. And your character is going through obviously grief um, but trying to date and, you know, in middle age and I found that relatable, Given the fact <laughs> that, you know, I'm 40 now. So that's a, that's a thing. That's like a whole thing in my brain. Um, talk about, you know, portraying, um, a woman who is grieving, but also trying, trying to live, because I think both characters are trying to find happiness and, and in their life, in their life. Um, and that's hard for all of us, but certainly harder for someone who had a life set, up, mm-hmm. set up, and, and it was sort yeah. of taken away. Well, the, the part of, uh, one
2: of the themes that goes through the show, I think, is reinvention, making a transition at a certain point in the road when you would maybe possibly would think, for instance, where Sophia's characters and Sam, okay, you know, almost 30 should have had it together you know, these should be the the years where I've gotten through my twenties and, and, and suddenly she, you know, she's blows everything up and she has nothing. Um, and has to start all over again for Carol. Um, I went through a very long sickness with my husband who died of leukemia, um, in the, in the show. Um, and now it's been about a couple of years since all of that. And so it's, it's, you know, I have my house. So I'm starting to figure out my life without it being completely centered on him. Um, and now she comes back in. Now suddenly Sam comes back in. I think she's a disaster. Um, and this is, okay, now, so, so she's going to come moving into my house. Um, I don't want to m- to make my life about another person right now, right? I'm Carol. i want to be able to figure out what I want my life to be and who I want to have in it. And I don't have a choice in this <laughs> situation. Um, and also I think, you know, Sam was not, you know, Sam was absent. Uh, she thinks I was absent. I think she was absent. So there's this, everything has to be reimagined, but I have a resistance uh, as Carol to making my daughter the center of my life. but at the same time, of course, she does become hugely important. So there's this inner tension that was going on um, with how, how much am I going to allow Sam to, to take over? And how much do I actually have a choice about that? Because emotionally, sometimes you don't, right? Especially as a mom, mom. yeah. (laughs) Yes, right. So there's all of that going on. The dating thing is a whole other thing. I I think, I just feel like for Carol, if if there's going to be one person that she's got to be completely focused on and centered on, it's going to have to win out and be Sam. That's it. Um, But that's just part of the constant tension and
1: constant back and
2: forth about the whole
1: thing. I'm just, I'm grateful for Bob as a character for, I know that no one who's listening to this has gotten to see the show yet, but I I feel like an all women writers room might have just given us Bob because Carol deserves a Bob. (laughs) And I sort of love (laughs) that it's like, it's those Bob and Carol names from the seventies that we're so used to like associating with key parties and swingers and the rest of it. And he was just like, this just seems like a good genuine dude. There should be more of those. We should write more of those. If we can't find them in real life,
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and uh, uh, who we don't know what's going to happen, uh, how it's going to work out or not work out with Carol and Bob. But I just, um, I I love him and I love Ian. I just, I just want to make sure that um, because she's Carol's in her mid fifties. Um, I, I just want to make sure that a woman in her mid fifties doesn't necessarily have to have to. Uh, have another man come in when I just I'm only two years out from having the man that I really loved and all that so I, I just want to make sure that there's space there for Carol to not have to have this
1: yeah do you know what I mean yeah yeah absolutely no I think um I want to see what happens next season I think when she's do we fine find on her own, own. <laughs> I don't think it has to be that there has to be this relationship to complete her I I have like
2: I'm bristling about that so I like it
1: Okay. I like the bristle. So we're gonna
2: see. Yeah,
0: bristling has resulted in so much good. Yes, bristle. <laughs>
2: bristle. bristle. is good. Yes.
1: Oh, not so much. So speaking of that, speaking of Bristling, uh, I wanted to ask in, in the last couple of minutes that we have a more general question about the industry because we have been we've been watching things change and we've been we're we're being told how much they're changing, we're seeing the fruits of that change in the fact that something like single-drunk female is even getting greenlit and made. Um, as somebody who has been in it for as long as we have been watching it, how are you feeling about the way things are shifting is it happening faster on the inside than it appears on the outside or is it possibly vice versa
2: i feel a lot better since i've worked on this show um there was a period of time where i wasn't working much at all and it's hard to generalize about things that are changing in hollywood from the outside um but listen (laughs) when we started to go into the series and i got the opportunity to get to meet the who is in the writer's room because i really wanted to and i had ideas that they could take or not take it was all fine and everybody shows up and there's Ami not we love
1: her in
2: the writer's room <laughs> and it was like this like when zerlina came on and i was like oh my god i i, I just <laughs> thought i'm going to drop dead right now <laughs> you're joking do you know yeah.
0: wow wow so oh, it was to yeah, me. I, I
2: mean, that's a, that's just a completely different experience, right? Yeah. So I, I, yes, I there's huge change.
0: I'm glad that you just mentioned her because I I got I miss her. Yeah. Her.
1: Oh, it's God. been a minute. <laughs>
0: she is so great, and she came uh,
2: to the set and hung out and um, was watching the filming, and I she's a delight. Um, it was, it was, that, listen, in the 80s when I started, I was not going to have a writer's room that was that. Do you know what yeah. I mean? So that has everything to do with the creators on the show and Jenny and Leslie and Simone and Daisy and it, it has everything to do with them and that, that's where the show comes from. It really comes from there, from the creative source. It's the writers,
1: obviously. Yeah. And it was it was clearly born out of a really exciting energy. I cannot recommend it enough. It premiered Thursday, January 20th. It is on Freeform. It is Single Trunk Female. Watch it, binge it, love and it. And it's on Hulu. And it's, it's on Hulu. Hulu. Yes, so on demand, Hulu. Yes. Absolutely. Cool. Ali Sheedy, uh, thank you for everything. This has been thank an absolute you. delight.
2: <laughs> yes, I agree. I love meeting both of you. Well, <laughs>
1: you for the second time, Jess, but <laughs> Zerlina
2: being able to talk to Zerlina. This is, my day is made. Well, <laughs> ours
1: too. Please stay safe <laughs> and as sane as possible through the rest of your press junket. We shall try. Okay. Thank you so much. great to meet you. You too. We'll be back tomorrow with another Signal Boost podcast. Thanks for listening.